Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to episode number 263 of On the Court of the Official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined as always by Mr. Television Star himself, Nicholas Pollock. <laughs> I just got to so go on for so oh long, but I just decided That was to a lot. What is happening? Yeah, you are the television star, though. You have the whole IMDb page. I don't. I don't know about whole IMDb it's, page. It's a whole, it, look, you have if, one if you thing, get there, it's a whole page. If you get there and it doesn't load, then I've got a whole page. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're doing this, yeah, we're doing this on YouTube now. We're going to start live streaming this next week, I yes. think. Yeah, yeah, this so if you're, cool. you, you might be watching us on YouTube right now. We, mm. we can see ourselves, it's very surreal. Yeah. Nick was saying he needs a haircut, I need a haircut. Oh, my God, uh, we, look at but, this. I know, it's bad. Uh, but now, yeah, we're going to try and do it every Monday at around 6.30. Uh, yes. that, that time isn't exact. We think it's going to be 6.30. Don't hold us exactly to that, but I think right. it's going to be 6.30. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, but yeah, there's, it's not going to be any different. Now you're just going to be able to see us, and you're going to be able to interact with us a little bit moving forward. Which means that we got to get dressed for these, and we got to oh, look yeah. good for these. And yeah. uh, you know, we both got to hit the gym a little bit more. Um, no, I'm just joking. We have a <laughs> I, lot I that we have to get to today. The most importantly, uh, who is your who is your Euro Cup champion? The Euro Cup is going on. Oh my god! I seriously, I had no idea. Yes, yes, Euro Cup's going on. Uh, There's a fantastic slate of games today. I don't, oh my god! Which European nation I, I, is I, winning? I'm not, even, I'm not even like doing this as an act. Yeah, you didn't know. I, I know. You, I believe you didn't know, but you can't pick the European nation that is going to win it all. Um, it's really obvious who's going to win. That of course it's going to be. I gonna. Um, this is like <laughs> Billy Eichner's Billy on the Street. Like name a woman. <laughs> Name a woman. Well, I picked the right one. Name a woman. <laughs> Name a European nation. My mom. No, is <laughs> a woman. And yes. then, of course, we have. Uh, I'm going to go with Netherlands. Netherlands. Yes. Okay, the Dutch. I believe yeah. they had a very good victory uh, yesterday or the day before. That's what that, yeah, I'm really rooting for I'm, North great. Macedonia. I like to think I'm very. I pride myself in knowing a, a good amount about geography. Uh-huh. Did not know about. Yeah, North I, Macedonia. Could have, I could have given you another 30 minutes and not picked North Macedonia. North Macedonia, yeah, yeah, yeah that's for sure. Uh, the, the favorites are Belgium or France. Really great game earlier today. Man, the I first almost draw. said France. France, yeah, that won the World Zizou, Cup last year. of course. I don't really know a lot about football or soccer. Like, uh-huh. I don't follow it religiously, but whenever the Euro or the World Cup happens, I am like every game. I watched yeah. more soccer than I did baseball this weekend. Whoa. Yeah, I, I love it. There's just something about it that I just really no, love. That's terrifying to me. Why? Something else is stealing you away. No, 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 no. What happens every four years? Well, really, ever two of the world. Anyway, that's not what you're here for. Every two years? <laughs> world Cup, then Euro, World I, Cup. Yeah, then right. Oh, I remember those days. Those were fun, yeah. Oh, big Man. fan. It's where uh, Kristen and I, one of our first dates was oh. about a World well, Cup. Yeah, some of, the, some yeah. of my favorite. I love the World Cup. And I already said the, the final is going to be in uh, the Meadowlands in many years. Oh, like, is that it's right? like it's six years. And I said, Chris, I will spend mm-hmm. any amount of but, money. But guess what? Fast. To go to that. This is a baseball podcast. This is a baseball podcast. You really should be on PL Plus where there is mm. no talk of soccer, unless it's in maybe one of the Discord channels about. We have so many. Yeah, we have one. <laughs> yeah, there is one. We have one for soccer. Yeah. We do? Oh, we got it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I guarantee you we do. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Um, you should also be checking out the First Pitch Podcast every day. You should be following us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at PitcherList, at Nick Pollock PL, at AlexFast8, at AlexFastPL. You also are a streaming machine. You have mm. office hours. When can we find those office hours to get 9 the answers to our questions? 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. weekday mornings every single morning so that's two hours of just doing the first pitch podcast the morning streams answering all of your questions doing those video breakdowns come hang out it's a wonderful morning crew really we've gotten into mm-hmm. routine we have traditions and we want you to be a part of it you, we also want you to check out some of this nice merch we have We're, oh, we yeah. usually drink out of these big steins i don't know if you can see it now but you have these mm. nice pl mugs that are very nice and they they make the the liquid taste better so just yeah it's it's prime liquid <laughs> Okay, we're, that's, that's we're our really slogan. Gotta, we really got to work on that bit. 
Uh, all right, great. So obviously we are here today to break down the list. But I, listen, every week I feel like I come up with some new weird segment that I want oh, to try. Right. I have, We've got I have to name tears again. Yeah, you got to name tears, which is obviously you can something actually that, see my struggle now. Yeah, and see how much I enjoy is, watching. It. I squirm. I literally squirm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is, is good. It, is it, uh, it, it makes me laugh. But uh, I feel oh, like God. I always feel weird just kind of diving right in. So there is a topic that I wanted to discuss with you before we get into the list. Okay, sure. Okay? So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like we're seeing more new names or names that we certainly wouldn't expect coming into the top 50 than ever before, right? So okay. we're talking Carlos Rodon, Galsman, Peralta, Kikuchi, Manaya, Tarek Skubal, Dylan Cease, Kyle Gibson, Tywin Walker. These are all guys that I feel pretty comfortable saying, uh, you know, if I would have said to you in, in April that these guys are going to be top 50 in June, you would have been like, I don't really know about that, right? right. So uh, I don't know about that, yeah. Cut the camera, Or please. Enoa. Either please. one. They're both great. Yeah. Yes. Or, yeah, okay. Um, is this a sort of, I don't want to say, I don't know how the best way to phrase this. Is this a turning point for the sport, I mean, or, or for pitching in general? Mm. Is there a new crop of, of young arms coming in that are going to be dominant? I mean, because it is weird. Granky is really far down. Corbin right. is almost off the list. You know, uh, D- Dallas Keuchel, not that he's been particularly fantasy relevant for a little while now. Charlie Morton, but you can get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, there sure. are a lot of guys where it's like, oh, these guys that we would have assumed were at least top 40, definitely top 50, are really falling back mm-hmm. end. So what is your opinion on this overall? Is it nothing? Is it just no. coincidence? Okay, so, I mean, there are a couple things that go through my head. One, I hate myself a lot for saying, hey, we should be more conservative this year when it comes to drafting our teams let's go for some of those old guys instead of actually chasing some of these fun arms like uh like kevin gaussman well, and had to and musco well yeah but uh, you know th- there's a balance to be had in some cases i was like hey patrick corbin or so i'm the first one to tell you i'm wrong and that's okay sometimes that happens but at the same time i'm also like you know sandy alcantara and all that kind of stuff too so it goes both ways but it makes me think like ah oh, right this is going to happen more often moving forward and the other half of the draft strategy is working out just because of this because, yeah, you had all these guys that were outside of the top 50 that are now inside of it. And this is something that's not going to change. This is constantly going to happen. As pitching gets better, we get much more exciting arms, more electric arms, I feel like, every single year. Yeah. Um, where guys are learning how to throw better sliders or realizing, that oh, I can throw 40% sliders or so or only 30% fastballs. And that will work. And it allows for this constant change of the guard, at least with uh, SP3 to 4. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll say the top 15 or 20, there are some, like Carlos Rodon throwing over four ticks harder than his average fastball velocity. And we're not talking like, I was excited back in April about Carlos Rodon is throwing 94.5 in this fastball. It's only sure. 93. This is great. Sure. 97.5 on Sunday for yeah. Rodon. Yeah. Right? That's the kind of stuff that, well, it doesn't really matter what you predict. That's You're not going to predict that. Sure. And that's really cool. But you have a lot of the common names that we expected up in that top 15. You have Giolito returning back into a Lynn and Tyler Glasnow and Bueller and so on and so forth. That side of it hasn't changed. So yeah. a lot of this is the threes and fours showcasing the ability that we were hoping they would. And they've really taken that leap, and that's really exciting. But still, I, I think it, it, even to push back on that a little bit, Freddie Peralta and Kevin Gosselin are both top 20 sure. names Oh, right yeah, now. yeah. Like, that's – and I mean, definitely every year you've done that fantastic presentation about picking up streamers and about how every year you're going to be able to find value outside of the top 300. Sure. But it feels like this year it's, it's even crazier. Mm. It feels like each year there's like four or five guys that really kind of exceed expectations. And as I listed, I mean, some of these guys are, are – I mean, we're, you know, we're talking about, you said I've already admitting when you're wrong, and I was definitely wrong about Robbie Ray. He's a top 25 arm now. Oh, no, don't say this fast. Now all of a sudden he's going to fall apart. How, how no, could you, how I mean, could he you survived do? my jinxes each week. I mean, I've been down on him <laughs> yeah, for a while, right, and then he I know. Yeah, yeah. passes the White Sox and the Red Sox test, which I was wrong but, about. But, I mean, this it's it seems like... I mean, Dylan Cease, you say Kikuchi. I know. Like, it's exciting. It, 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 yeah, it is exciting, but it's also, yeah, I, I don't know if there's something to it that, you know, that if the game is is changing in a particular way and we're seeing guys succeed in different ways, or maybe if it's because of the reduced offense. Sure. Who knows what's going to happen with, you know, with the spider well, attack starting okay, to disappear. Okay, so, so two more things here. One, okay. again, it goes into the extremes of the sport. I think we've seen it a lot, and I think um, over time you're seeing more of an extreme of talent through the prospect pool as well. We've seen on the hitting side. I mean, we talk about, oh, what's the most valuable thing in baseball? It's young talent mm. with all the best hitters are all young now. Yeah. Same thing's happening with pitching too, where you all of a sudden you realize, oh, cool, we need to push guys to the max. And that with so many people trying to do that now more than ever, you're going to have a higher crop of, of extreme talent, right? 
So you're going to have a lot of guys that are throwing harder than ever and with more breaking stuff because we also we know how to teach that more too. So there's that element. And then there's the other side of there are a lot of injured guys. Yeah, there are more injured yeah, guys yeah. than ever. So that means that the top 50 is different than what it normally is. It's normally that this would be top 75. Yeah. Right? So that so you got to think about that. That's probably why the volatility at the back half of the list exists. I mean, for multiple reasons. But that's another part of it. You just got to keep shifting around because what becomes actually worthy of a 12-teamer, well, then the other guys get injured and all of a sudden that changes every week. So Yeah, that's also a great point, too, because if you add – you know, Soroka and Sale and Verlander Strasburg, and Strasburg. Flaherty's and, out. Exactly. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Tarek Skubal drops into the back end of the sure. 50s. So you're right. It definitely, that definitely plays a part There's, in it as well. That fringe tier is massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big one. And with that said, why don't we go ahead and transition into the list because we're going to be talking about all of these tiers as we've been doing each week. And we're going to kick it off with, I think, a pretty easy one. No big change at number one. I mean, he is uh, he is unarg- he is unarguably the best pitcher in baseball right now. He is arguably the best overall baseball player right now, mm-hmm. which is an interesting conversation. But we're not going to have that one today. The only thing I really want to know is what is this tier called and why is it called that? It's called the Elvis tier. Okay. Because we think he's alive, but maybe not. And he's the king. Oh, very lovely. Yeah. Very lovely. Very, very... Don't look at them. Don't you ever, ever look at them. Imagine, yeah. like, people who are listening on the podcast, like, what are you talking about looking at them? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Nick yeah, just watch the video. Winked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is our tease to go look at the video, watch us being idiots for a while. YouTube.com yeah. slash picture list. Oh, a wonderful channel. Sub to us, please. And, yeah, you should also check out, you know, Twitch dot com oh, twitch.tv excuse me backslash pitcher yeah, you've been there before also, right i've been there i drop in every once <laughs> yeah, in a while it was really nice yeah i do if yeah. i if i know i can't get a hold of you and i have a question i need answered very quickly then i go to I'm twitch, twitch yeah. and it makes me laugh uh although you didn't like my suggestions today of what making your image the cover photo for yeah today. no i did you suggest i'd even see it yeah i did i oh. said you said you know give me the top five for the poll and i said make it nick pollock I oh yeah nick but pollock. i don't have i don't have my card though i have i have yours you, oh, that's you. Well, I, have, sh- I have the Alex Fast card. There are other great images, yeah, and can I have you yours. Sign this for no. me. No, why not? Huh? I don't want to devalue it. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> uh, all right, let's move into the second tier here. Second tier is Cole, Darvish, Scherzer, Woodruff, Wheeler, Kershaw, Lynn, Glasnow, and Giolito. What's it called, and why is it oh called? That? Why is it? What is it called? Um, I gave you time. Go. No, did you though? Oh, stop stalling! I want to hear the name now. Go. <laughs> um, I, I don't know the, um. I, I don't have I don't have okay hold on hold on they are the uh, <laughs> I want to say like the students <laughs> they're, they're the students with apples like they're the ones that are like trying to appeal to the teacher to be the best student yeah okay you know so they're like really close to it they're trying to be the number one sure but they're not yet. They have to give the apples to the to the teacher. Okay, that's that's fine. I mean, students I, I, with apples. I, I'm never gonna say no to any. This of these. is gonna be a train wreck today. Yeah, if we're starting. Off, yeah, Elvis was really good, and then <laughs> the, the, the gap between floor and ceiling there it is just really happened so fast. Yeah, I know. I understand. Oh my God. So you Darvish jumps to I. I believe. I mean, it's the highest rank of the year for him. Could he even theoretically be. The highest rank ever for him. Uh, I, I, maybe I think, last I think, year. I think he had three um, when DeGrom ago? was out. Oh, okay, great. And maybe it was even two. I don't know if I had him ahead or behind Bieber at that time. Okay, but either way, very, very high tier for him, yeah. jumping up above Scherzer and Woodruff. Why, uh, why is he at number three, and what would he have to do to surpass Cole? Oh, man, I think Cole would have to really stutter. Okay, uh, so because, be more, I mean, there's yeah. just more of a track record with Cole. Sure. Uh, and there would have to be some major problem with the spin rates showcasing that, hey, Cole is actually back to his 2000, what, 16, 17 self, mm. right, if he, if he loses that spin. But it's been a 228-year rate, a .9 win whip. Lots of seven-inning games for Darvish, too. Yep. Uh, 30% strikeout rate along the way. Like, it's just been steady, Eddie, with Darvish. And actually, before uh, before we got the new, I pushed that, put out the list when Scherzer hadn't done his bullpen yet. Okay. So I didn't know that he had any more injury concerns. However, I had Scherzer above Darvish initially, and I thought, you know what? He just left that game. There is some question mark. I'll put Darvish above, and there you go. Now Darvish might miss one start or two. I don't know. Oh, I'm Darvish not Darvish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scherzer. Saying, oh, you just Scherzer saying, might miss the start. You maybe have a panic attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it should mm. be said that this list came out right before the news about Bieber oh, my and <laughs> Scherzer. Before, yeah. yeah, so we don't really have to discuss them too much today. Mm. The other person that I wanted to talk about in this students who have 
apples yes, tier. Students with apples. Students with apples. It's like Sorry. men with hats, but they're students. So okay, they only students have with apples. apples. Yeah, yeah, a terrible men with hats cover band, <laughs> as you said. Uh, Zach Wheeler continues his meteoric rise, likely at the high. This has to be his highest position. Oh, ever. absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. not even close. Yeah, exactly. So he's number six. What do you think in there? It's been fun to watch. I mean, Zach Wheeler, I didn't actually think that I would push it this far because, look, I, I remember the preseason. We debated about this a lot. I was like, oh, Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler. And I thought it would be at the backs, uh, back of his, uh, his slider actually becoming like a major whiff pitch. Mm-hmm. And it's been a very good pitch for him, but it hasn't been that like overwhelming Garrett Cole-esque slider. Sure. Right? Uh, but Zach Wheeler's just gone into like the seventh inning all the time. It doesn't matter. It's a game. Sure. Seventh inning. Done. Over. <laughs> And he just he just pounds guys with a fastball, 98 miles per hour, goes upstairs with it, gets strikeouts with it. Uh, it's just overwhelming every single time. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I can't run away from it anymore. I mean, the guy's been un- unbelievably consistent. Uh, it's been, let's see here, how many games straight? He has gone uh, at least seven innings in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of his last nine starts. Yeah, me and he and has that was not six innings was the other one. He has not uh he has not gone fewer than six innings since April twentieth. Yeah. That's unbelievable. He's uh, he's kinda killing it and he has four of his last five games of at least ten strikeouts along the way, which is I think the most surprising element of his entire thing is he carries a thirty two percent strikeout rate. So Zach Wheeler, and he's really just getting it done with his unbelievably good fastball. We're talking a thirty percent CSW, seventy one percent strike rate. 52% ground ball rate, too, so he's preventing those home runs a little bit, not getting the ball elevated as he throws his pitch uh, 61% of the time. It's just, I mean, Zach Wheeler is money right now. You now, know? if you want to, very nice, overall, not just the pitch. Overall. Overall, too, if you want to take a look at Zach Wheeler, all you have to do is go to the list and click on his name, and you're going to go to his player page, which features some just really fantastic, I mean, like, the team work their butts off on these player pages, oh, and you guys should really be checking them out because they have fun statistics and the way that they're represented, I think, are really original, and there's GIFs that you can see of all these pitches. You can see the game logs. I mean, it really, like, the, the strengths are there, which is super beneficial. So, really, just go to the list, yeah. click on the name, and go check yeah, it you out. You say the strengths because there are no weaknesses or quirks for Zach Wheeler. They're all strengths. They're all strengths. The man <laughs> has no weaknesses, weaknesses whatsoever. We, we didn't even think that that would be a thing, so we I guess we didn't create something that said none we should we do that focus on the positives well here. you know it should be like you should know that there are no weaknesses oh okay great right, yeah. you should just say none but we didn't think that that would happen but here here's zach wheeler there's got to be a fun way to show that yeah. there are no weaknesses. just uh just fast and we need a gif of you going like none okay <laughs> yeah that's what i want let me let me talk to my agent uh <laughs> let's move on to tier three uh oh, so no. this tier here <laughs> is uh, it's not too big of a tier which okay. is interesting so i mean really it's just bueller burns and rodon right with bieber theoretically off the list now mm. he is at 12 he did fall nine but with this injury likely off the list so bueller burns and rodon what's it called and why is it called that Okay, uh, I'm trying to think of a scenario where it's like three, uh, like one person who's amazing and three who are terrible. Oh. Uh, but it's kind of how it feels right now, even though Rodon's the bottom one. Okay. Rodon is like the one that's just like, hey, I'm a stud. And uh, the other three are like, oh, yeah, yeah I guess, yeah, we, we hope to be like that. I don't know. I want to say like it's kind of the Power Rangers, but it's not. Yeah, you know? you could, I'm trying to think of like a band where it's like one person's mm. great and three people aren't necessarily uh, yeah, great. Yeah. Like you, me, no, um, I know, I know. It's ah, uh, okay, 98 degrees. There we go. Got oh, Nicholas J. Very nice. Oh. Yeah, that I can like. That's you acceptable know, for sure. Welcome to Nick Pollock's brain, everybody. Yeah, yeah. always Nick Lachey just <laughs> floating through there at all times. Oh man, always yeah, a big yeah, part Nick of Because even though Rodon is the lowest of this, he is the one that we can't stop talking about. He was the you know the leader of this when we talked about his fastball, but. I mean, Bueller, Bieber, and Burns are all worrisome at the moment. Bueller's not getting the strikeouts. Yeah. Bieber has certainly struggled with getting his breaking balls down and stuff. Obviously, we just talked about the IL since, so hopefully that helps him recalibrate his, his breaking balls. And then Burns, he's had a drop in spin rate. Yeah. And now, it wasn't a less effective uh, a cutter, though. Mm. It was still a 42% CSW sense. with the pitch, but yep. it was about 160 RPM down. Yeah, which is noticeable enough, too. That's a good uh, caveat, too. Just because you see 50 to 75 RPM being down, that's a normal fluctuation. Right. 50 is normal. But when you're getting to 150, 200, that's, that's yeah. indicative and, of something. And it was kind of like, worrisome to see that his, the rest of his repertoire wasn't really mixed in as he normally goes. Like, uh, Burns often... Ha- okay, it's a really good cutter. We know this. But the fact that he has a slider that works, too, and sinkers to throw inside to righties and sometimes a curveball to surprise him and stuff, right? Sure. Well mixed is like okay, yeah, you have the great pitch, but to make it as good as it can be, you need to have the other tools and the variety instead of just leaning so heavily. Last start it was, I think it was two thirds cutters. I think it was just a little too much. 
without the other stuff doing enough. And that's a little bit worrisome. Not to mention 150 innings, 160 innings or something, right? That's still there, and he yeah. hasn't really been limited yet. So something to consider. I think he had one kind of phantom IL stint for a little yeah, bit, right? but it's not enough. We still need like three weeks or something like that. There is something interesting, too, that I saw from the MLB Pitch Class Twitter today, which is that Bueller has started to sprinkle in that changeup a little bit to yeah, left-handed hitters. It's just been four-seamers, though. Like I'm mean? saying, like as far as what is a good pitch, it's just been Bueller's four seamer. So, but this is what's kind of interesting. He sprinkled it in in 2018 and 2019, always under like five percent. So just tossing in a few, and then didn't do it for 2020. I wonder if it's just something that he like reintroduces to get something else back, mm. or something he does to kind of get on the same page. Like you know what I mean? It's kind of weird that every once in a while this just kind of crops up. It's never really a weapon for him. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very just bizarre. Like, All right, change up today. Why not? I mean, yeah. often I would imagine if that's happening, it's because there's something else that's not working in that yeah, repertoire. Totally. And he's just like, oh. So I don't really want to see it. I want to be, you know, I want Bueller with four seamers up and then curveballs and sliders for strikes that are going down and then cutters in there too. Yeah. If he has to rely on the changeup, that means something something's messing up. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, all right, let's move on now to tier four. What is it called and why is it called that? You got to help me more than this fast. You got to list them at least. Oh, to give you some time. I need it. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, Kevin Gaussman, Trevor mm. Bauer, Aaron Nola, Trevor Rogers, Freddie Peralta, Hyunjin Ryu, and Max Freed. Okay. They, I, uh, they are, oh, oh, okay. I have something. I have something. They are the, I, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, they are, they are like the, the Blu-ray special features. Okay. Okay, so you're there for the movie. You're there for, like, you want the aces that you yeah, trust. Yeah, yeah, but sure. you know what? You're like, I'll watch these two. I like this yeah, I'll enough. watch a blooper reel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like after you're done with the movie, you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is a great part of it, too. Oh, look at this interview. Isn't it wonderful for Lord of the Rings Extended Edition? <laughs> Amazing. I want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's these guys. That That's very nice. Uh, so we can go ahead and, and start with Trevor Bauer, who falls 9 to 16. It's funny. My preseason Ooh. rankings on him were kind of based on whether or not he would continue to use sticky stuff, but I never really imagined that it would stop mid-year. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like, right. I was like, he's either going to use it or he's not going to use it. Where did you have Bauer? In the preseason. I, I didn't have him, like, top five. I had him, I think, ninth or tenth, okay, a little bit yeah, lower. yeah, yeah, I think you and I were both a little bit lower on him coming, right. in, coming into the year. I, I was at nine. Yeah, and I, I think, think I might have been a little, maybe 10 or 11. Yeah, okay. But cool. either way, I mean, now this is happening. And, you know, listen, we talked about Burns. Brandon Woodruff is another guy who could theoretically be impacted by this, you know, this substance. Gloopgate. Gloopgate. Is that what it's being called? I don't know. I think Andrew called that. Called it that. Andrew Perpetua called yeah. it Bloopgate. I think that's what that's it was. Fine. I'm, I'm a sucker for some alliteration, sure. so that's fine with me. Yeah, so he, you know, he's kind of in the poster boy for it in terms of media, but he is definitely one of the most impacted guys for sure. Right. Is how much is Gate <laughs> impacting his negative nine? Or how much, you yeah, know? I mean, it's a lot. I'm um, sorry. There's a French song about like a uh, petit poisson, and okay. they go gloop, gloop. Gloop, yeah, as yeah. in like you know that's their waves and like the bubbles of water of so the fish. That's is all I can the... think of when I hear Gloopgate now. Is that tiny fish? Yeah, petit poisson. Yeah, nage, nage, nage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swimming. Okay, it's fine. And then a bigger <laughs> fish eats it. Uh, Trevor well, Bauer. Spoiler yeah. alert. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're never gonna listen to this. Song. I might sing it with <laughs> my, my nieces and nephews. Yeah, are now French. you're like listening. Like, oh, what's gonna happen next? No, yeah. I I could sing Petit uh, Poisson with Juju oh, and Gabby and, and and Luca and Adrian. I could sing it with them. Okay. Um. Uh. Trevor Bauer. Uh. Essentially, yeah. It's been bad with his four seamer. Four seamer has been like the most effective pitch in the majors in many ways. Yeah. Because of that spin and since. Since he's reduced the spin off on it, it's been plenty worse. Yeah. And without that pitch, we haven't seen Prime Bauer in the last couple of starts. I don't know if that's going to return. I mean, I don't think it's going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be like 2017 Trevor Bauer. 2018 was still really good, like really, really, really good. And technically, he didn't have the same spin rates then. So it's still possible that he's amazing. But it's very worrisome. And look, there are a lot of really good pitchers. You know, we have Rodon at 14 and Gaussman at 15, who have both been absurdly good. Yeah. So that's why you have Bauer at 16. I'm still expecting him to do well, just not as good. So then talk to me a little bit about Burns versus Bauer, because both obviously impacted by Gloopgate and both, you know, losing technically just off the four-seamer. Sure. So are you saying that because Bauer is so four-seamer dependent, whereas Burns doesn't really have I, a four-seamer? I think the fact that Burns showcased success with the cutter despite the drop of spin rate makes me less concerned. Okay, fair enough. 
that works for me. So we're not going to talk about a lot of guys in this tier. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next tier, which is tier five, consisting of Robbie Ray, who I already did my mea culpa on, Julio Urias, Sandy Alcantara, Joe Musgrove, and Framber Valdez, who is the largest riser in this tier, jumping up five from 31 to 26. What is tier five called, and why is it called that? Hot pants. Hot pants. Hot pants. Why? Because you got to wear them. <laughs> why is it called that? Because, you, yeah, you want to strut them around. You know, you want them. You want them to be the oh, fashion. Oh, it's Ray. Yeah, well, and, and also, okay. I, I mean, sure, I maybe thought of hot pants because of Ray. Sure, but it, it fits. Yeah, like well, his, not pants. his pants. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't fit. But look, look, you have Robbie Ray and Julio Urias and Sandy Alcantara and Joe Musgrove and Framber Valdez. All of these guys could be aces, going to ace uh, uh, pitchers here. Hopefully, they all get there, mm-hmm. um, and we want to strut them around. I mean, Framber Valdez probably like two starts away. I, I'm pretty much giving him a five start. Uh, goal to hit before the ace is going to ace exactly label? yeah I think he's gotten seven innings in in the last three starts he had he's had four starts but the first one doesn't really count it was four innings mm-hmm. I'm like ah it doesn't yeah you, know, you were just kind of showing up whatever but uh, if he goes yeah two more starts for Framber Valdez and with every start he does successfully he's going to keep going up I could see him in the fourth tier next week uh, with Ryu and Free I think it's very similar in that respect um, Joe Musgrove hasn't been quite as effective lately. Mm. A little annoying. I think his stuff speaks way better than the current performances. Um, Sandy Alcantara needs a secondary pitch that he can throw for a strike more confidently. The changeup is really good. The slider is really good. It just needs. To, I think honestly that that slider turning more into a cutter. I mean, I mean it goes at like 91, 92, so it kind of is a cutter, sure. but it needs to be more focused as hey, I'm throwing this in the zone, and then use that changeup as a whiff pitch on both sides. You know, it doesn't matter left hander, right hander doesn't matter. He should be able to be good there. So I think that's the ticket for Alcantara to really soar into maybe even possibly the top 15. And then Urias. Urias is kind of weird. You know? It's been a little frustrating. Yeah. Late. Yeah. Like, I, I think his stuff is amazing. I, I like the new the new breaker is fantastic. The changeup hasn't been like the most elite pitch that it used to be, but still good. Fastballs are going up and stuff. It just hasn't quite come together. And I imagine he can get back to that ace is going to ace label again. Yeah, definitely. I... I <laughs> It's oh, funny. Those were noises. Yeah, sorry. Well, I was thinking about... Well, I'll get back to that in a I'm second. I'm not the only one that makes noises, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is very bizarre to see Urias struggling against weaker teams like like the Pirates. I mean, just getting 5Ks against them. I mean, I can understand 5Ks maybe against Atlanta. I can understand 5Ks maybe against San Francisco. But then to have three consecutive five strikeout games and give up three earned runs to one of the worst offenses in baseball yeah. in Pittsburgh just shows you that there's something a little bit off right now. Um, Framber Valdez has thrown uh, over 100 curveballs balls right now. I think it's 130. No, excuse me. He's throwing 93 curveballs. I thought it was mm-hmm. 130. So 93 curveballs. What do you think the slugging is on that pitch? Zero. 32. Yeah. <laughs> it's still an elite curveball. What's even crazier, though, I think in his last start, Framber Valdez favored his changeup more often than the curveball. I dig that. <laughs> I dig that. I'm not, I'm not even joking. The way you just said that looked like you inhaled and... I dig that. I, oh, really? Oh, like I like I hit yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah, I dig that. I, yeah. I wanted to breathe that in and let mm. it let it consume let it me sit. a little bit. Yeah, yeah let sure. it sit. Uh, all right, let's move on now to tier six. Pablo Lopez, Marcus Stroman, Tyler Molly. Ian, don't laugh. You better start thinking. <laughs> oh no, Pablo Lopez, Marcus Stroman, Tyler Molly, Ian Aaronson, Ian, Ian Anderson, uh, Aaron Savale. <laughs> I was thinking about him and how funny that strike zone thing was, or the uh, a strikeout. Oh yeah, upside. everyone's like, you got to remove the strikeout upside <laughs> tier, a label for Aaron Savale, and then he goes has eleven strikeouts. Only time in his career double digit case that's insane i feel like we do wish things into existence at times. yes I, and i'm happy for him you know oh yeah oh my god uh sean Manaya, back, baby curveball we're gonna get to him oh, okay. uh sean okay. Manaya, okay. yusei kikuchi lance mccullers and dylan cease what I, is this called why is it called that this is the um i uh, what do we describe this it's kind of like that marketing sticker that you see it's like 10 percent off it's like one of those it's like a marketing badge tier Okay. Because all of them have something that they want to advertise and tell you, like, sign up now. Okay. You know, it's, the, it's these guys. Okay. I'm going to yeah. call it the marketing badge tier. Great. I can dig that. Okay. I can dig that for sure. So I guess we. Oh, I was going to get some. start with some other guys. We can start with Savali. So, yeah, not only sure. was it a career high in case for him, the first time in his career. person that researched a lot. <laughs> Uh, it was the first time in his three-year career he's amassed more than 10 Ks, which is pretty shocking. 15 whiffs ties the second highest of his career, the 41% CSW career high for him. Uh, also, that curveball. It was also the first time he ever had a CSW over 40, which I thought was very really? interesting as well. Oh, I mean, that's actually really hard to do. So, yeah. It is, yeah. But over a three-year career. You, you know think he just had to... an over 40% CSW? Yesterday? Yeah. Who? Robbie Ray. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That doesn't. Make, he's been he's been very good. I was wrong. No, um, that's, I'm not, that's not why I say. No, I mean, I know, he I also allowed three end runs. You know, but I'm just. Yes. It was still just oh, Robbie Ray. So the My six boy. whiffs he recorded on that curveball, Aaron Savale, was also a season high for him. Oh, really? And tied for a second career. How many high. was that? Six. Just six. Yeah, the highest he's ever had is nine, which he did twice, and uh-huh. then after that, it's about six. That's so strange. It's a, it's a high swing strike rate pitch. So I guess he just doesn't throw it that much. He doesn't really go to it often, but that's the thing. In the past, when he did, it's been a Effective. Right. Now, what's been exciting is one of the ways that he utilized that pitch is he, he, he this was really, really fun for me to see. I, I, oh. I, if I had time, I would do a small breakdown of it, and I didn't. There was one curveball that he threw that he did not execute at all. I mean, okay. it bounced like five feet ahead of and the plate. And they swung. No, they didn't swing okay, at all. Okay. They didn't swing at all. But the next pitch was a slider, uh, excuse me, was a four-seamer at the knees that completely fooled him. Uh, and, oh, and it, it was, was like taken for a strike or swung at? Uh, no, taken for yeah, because a strike. it looked like the same curveball. Oh, it was oh, unbelievable cool. to see, that's and cool. so it, it was really cool to know that he can bounce a curveball. And even it, like it was an O2 count, it didn't really matter that he bounced it. Yes, it stinks that it wasn't a, an effective pitch right, or a competitive yeah. pitch, but the fact that he set up that four seamer just completely fooled this Adaptation, dude. Adaptation, man. On, it was unbelievable. Mm, it was super cool to it. see, and it was nice to see. Like that was where I was like, okay, maybe this dude's getting back on track, which is great to see. Um, but the, one of the first guys I wanted to talk about was Marcus Stroman, who rises two to twenty-eight. Aside from that one blow up. For five run runs against the Rays in the middle of May, it's been a really good season for Stroman. The splitter for him has been a game changer. The pitch is at 201 WOBA, 278 X WOBA. Slider usage increase hasn't been a problem either. Lowest WOBA of his career at 322. Highest swinging strike rate of his career at 12%. Highest K rate of his career at 22%. Obviously, the sub-4 FIP isn't a surprise. He's done that every year. The 3.70 Sierra, lowest since 2016. 2.32 ERA would be a career low for him for any season which he's thrown over 50 innings pitch lots of swings and miss coming from that splitter but the cutter has also boosted the swinging strike rate to 13 percent highest i'm so sorry but i mean that was i should have done it before no 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 no. it's all good what do you you think about stroman what do i think yeah let me know i think he's great all right see you later (laughs) no i mean he's had uh last start i think he had seven whiffs across his cutter and a slider Mm. which is really really nice but he also had seven whiffs on the sinker too that's crazy. Really strange. That's not normal. You're not supposed to get sinker whiffs if you're Strowman. I mean, unless you're like uh, Steven Matz or so when that's like not a sinker, but more of a four-seamer, right? Sure. But uh, that's really good to see. Uh, the Mets defense went from like being one of the worst when he joined the team in 2019 to one of the best now. Yeah, Lindor, That's thanks. helping him out a ton. Uh, look, in a, in a year when we're not getting as much volume from a lot of guys as we want, mm. Uh, Strowman's been incredibly solid as a rock, and I can't deny that any longer. Solid as a rock. Now, (laughs) (laughs) thanks, buddy. Uh, Now, there's going to be some some comparisons just because of the team, but also they're kind of doing the same thing with him in Taiwan Walker. Yes. I don't believe Taiwan Walker's depth of repertoire as much. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about so him for a second. I want to make sure everyone understands. Like, oh, they're doing kind of the same thing. It's like, well, no, no, Stroman. I believe in the skill set more. We'll have a defend yourself here. about Taiwan Walker oh, coming no. up in a little bit, which I which I kind of dig. But yeah, I, listen, we, we, I've talked. Someone does. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked a lot about all the guys I've been wrong on so far. At least I can say I was right on Marcus Stroman, which is nice. Hey. It's nice to feel good every yeah, once in a while. There you go. I usually just feel terrible about myself every day. Oh yeah, that's you know. You say Kikuchi rises six to thirty-three. I mean, it just still blew. I this dude came over throwing 92, 93, and now he's like last year we're like, oh, he's sitting ninety-six. Maybe that's just shortened season. No, he's still sitting 96. like ninety-six. Yeah, and the thing is, he's throwing cutters more than anything. Mm. So he's establishing strikes with that, and actually using the fastball to like put away guys at times. And then there's also a slider that works out. It's it, the, the, the biggest negative is that it's a six-man rotation, and he's on the Mariners. It's annoying. Well, yeah, then there's. Whatever They're, they have moments, they took down Bieber. They do. It's just you know? the, the wins are going to be inconsistent, and that's right. a, sadly yeah. a category we need to bring up in fantasy. Yeah, that's it's just the case of. But yeah, if, uh, I've I've actually seen it's just the case the last. <laughs> that's just the cheese, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm. Did I say that or did you, you said, say that? No, you said it's just the case. So, but it's oh, not just the case. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah, good. Yeah, I'm all you. about cheesy things. There it is. The name so. of the episode. It's just the case. So <laughs> it's just the case. So. Uh, no, Kikuchi honestly was on a lot of waiver wires like two weeks ago. Yeah, which is insane. And he just, he just continued to do exactly the same thing. So, yeah, go get him. He had a quality start streak of six before that uh, injury-shortened start. Oh, right, when he got hit in the knee. Yeah, he got a comebacker. And he, he took he... an arrow to the knee. <laughs> And then he left, and so now he picked uh, right back up where he left a lot. He's also extended his streak of giving up three or fewer earned runs to eight games. That's pretty good. That's amazing. That's pretty good. 
I mean, it's no Gaussman and one and fewer, but, you know, it's pretty good. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt. Uh, of course, yeah. The last person on this year to talk about Lance McCullers, he reappears at number 34. Uh, yeah, I like that. Just, just, I mean, the thing is, okay, this, this is always the hardest, this is one of the hardest things to do with the list, is the guy's coming back, and I know he's not going to go the full amount. Sure. He's going to piggyback with uh, Jacob Rizzi, I think, on Tuesday. Is that what they said for the first yes. start? So, I don't That's think, so it's dumb. annoying, but they That's don't, ex- so I know. Dumb. But But here's the thing, like, we didn't really expect Lance McCullers to go deep anyway. Right, is your first start back to typically with a still ill and stuff, right? So, if you're, if, are you upset about Odorizzi or McCullers here? I'm upset that he's got a start in the in Triple A or Double A. So, right. why does he need a start where he's piggybacking? I don't know. That's what they're doing. They got a lot of options. Okay, so McCullers is probably going to go about four innings, and then I hope it's the last one he gets piggybacked for. So then next week he'll probably be in Tier Five. Okay. I, I mean, I could have placed him anywhere here. I think I'm I'm going to start him for that. It's probably going to be four quality innings. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's just like this is a rest of season thing, and we're past the top forty, where it's about the full season and less of like the short term of turn and burn. Mm. So Lance McCullers lands at thirty four with understanding that yeah, it's probably not worth your while really that much this week. It, maybe we'll see. You know, I'm probably okay. starting. But whatever. Anyway, the good thing though about that, Zoda Rizzi's still on the list, and that might be upsetting to some people. Because he's not in the rotation, technically. Well, wouldn't he also then just get, like, two innings or three innings? Well, he, yeah, it's probably going to be, like, four and four or something like that. Oh, interesting. Um, but Odorizzi would be in the situation for the win, and it's against the Rangers. Well, if Odorizzi's starting? No, he's piggybacking. Oh, he's the one piggybacking. Yeah, I thought maybe McCullers. Oh, then, yeah, Odorizzi is a little more valuable. Right, there. and yeah. also, I think that this is just maybe a one-time thing. They're going to a six-man, they said. And I don't think that's going to be Christian Javier taking it. No, so, no, no, no. Right, so I think Odorizzi is just going to be a starter again. So I didn't really think much of it, and actually, in some ways, this benefits him because I think he's going to get a win. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's a could, that could be an interesting stream for that day. Who are they playing? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I don't want to put you on the spot. It's the Rangers. Oh, it's the Rangers. You yeah. already mentioned that. Okay, yeah, great. so they've got this. Yeah. Uh, well, now, now wait. Now that oh, this just in, Odorizzi blown up for eighty-seven runs. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. actually, my tires and shame. Cal Gibson. So that might be fun. Oh, that could be a fun matchup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who we're going to talk about very quickly, t- uh, or coming up very soon. Tier 7 uh, contains um, not a lot of people. Otani, Barrio, Snell, Gibson, and Walker. What's it called? Why is it called that? These are little weird little chunkies. Yeah, we're, okay. So this is that episode of The Simpsons where they go across the entire town. And they just like see... Everybody has their own little mini story. Oh, yeah, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I wish I had a good name for it. it just Let's call it Springfield. Okay. The Springfield tier. Springfield tier. Because each one of these guys brings a different thing to the table. Okay. The Springfield tier works for me. Right. Shohei Otani rises 14. How come? That's uh, a big jump. Uh, he is pitching super well. And he's on pace for over 100 innings right now. He is, definitely. I am going to lose that board bet just like you're going to lose and, the board bet about Jesus Lazardo. Probably. Yeah. What was that one? Uh, McCullers over Lazardo for total innings. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's not over yet. It's not over yet, but, but I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm probably, probably, probably going to win that one. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> that's I love board bets. <laughs> uh, Shohei Otani, it's a kind of interesting. I was terrified that he lowered his velocity, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, he's throwing like 91 on his fastball to throwing 97 or something. And since he's actually averaged about 94, he had this random inning where all of a sudden it was like 92, 91, and then all of a sudden goes up to 97 right mm-hmm. after. Like, what's going on? Oh, right. Otani has learned I need to not do max effort. And he's easing it up, easing it up, and then all of a sudden going, okay, fine, I can now go hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's much better for him, and it's worked. I think it's helped out his command. Uh, he's only walked uh, more than two, I think, once in his last five starts now. Mm. Um, and that was a major problem, obviously, early in the season. Early in the season, he had like five walks, six yeah, walks. Yeah, that was my like biggest qualm. So, yeah, um, I'm feeling pretty good about this right now. He's been on a fantastic stretch, and uh, if you have Otani, you feel really good about it. Why would I want someone on my team who balks that much? Yeah, right. Uh, that was I love his reaction the most. Yeah, yeah, the balk face. Oh, it's so great. He's, yeah, he's just like one of us. You know, <laughs> what, uh, I would us. make the same face of just disgust and questioning. And how dare you? Yeah, without a doubt. Which is, brings me to my next thing. How dare you defend yourself, oh, Kyle no. Gibson over Taiwan Walker? Kyle Gibson. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Time out. You. Don't want Ty, uh, sorry, uh, Kyle Gibson here. You need to, no, defend yourself isn't me saying, how dare you do this. This that is was, theoretically. You literally just said, how dare you. 
No, 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 no. But it's me saying, hey, this is something that people... I, I have no mm. stake in this claim. Sure, You're sure, right. Sure, I can sure. do a better job of saying, hey, this really no, no, I upsets under, me. I understand now. But I, yeah, I just... I'm, I picked two people and I said, these yep. guys are kind of close. So what do you think? Mm. So Kyle Gibson, 2.13 ERA, 3.41 FIP, 4.21 Sierra. Even with the home run to fly ball regression, the XFIP is 3.99. Still pretty impressive. 12.2% swing strike rate with a 21% K rate, which alludes to the fact that the K rate should theoretically improve. Taiwan Walker, who was just written about by our own Jeremy Siegel, with a nice piece that you go, she should go check out. 9.4% swinging strike rate, but a 25% K rate, which hints at K rate regression. Often when we bring up guys who have increased their sinker usage, it's in a negative way, but here we are talking about Walker. You already brought that up with Stroman, which was very apt throwing a career high 24% per, uh, sinker for Walker. 3.14 Woba with a 310 Babip and a 120 WRC plus on that sinker. His slider, though, 166 Woba, 9 WRC plus with a 184 Babip. 2.07 ERA, almost as shocking as the 2.84 FIP, but lower than Kyle Gibson's. So what's going on here? Yeah, so uh, this is a mix of Kyle Gibson just pitching out of his mind um, and just being like, hey, I'm if I have Kyle Gibson, I'm just, it doesn't matter who I'm facing, I'm just starting Kyle Gibson. And uh, I don't see, it's, it's, it's a clear understanding of what he'll do of you keep starting Kyle Gibson and then let's say it doesn't work out, you kind of just move on from Kyle Gibson. Tylen Walker is more of a fluctuating player, and it's worked out so far, and you say, how can it possibly be fluctuating when he has a 207 ERA and a 103 whip? Well, it's going to be exactly like his last two starts where he had one game of 500 runs, sorry, five innings, 300 runs, uh, and he had 11 base runners with two strikeouts. Mm-hmm. The next one, he goes nine strikeouts with one earned run and over seven innings, and it's just, uh, okay, I don't know what I'm going to get a lot, and I think it's a product of the fact that he relies so heavily on a fastball uh, where the secondary stuff isn't as impressive as I want them to be. Now, the slider has that good um, uh, results, but it doesn't actually turn to it too often. And there, I, we have seen games where all of a sudden the fastball is not working for Taiwan Walker and he gets into trouble. Uh, I do. I am on the side now of believing more in the fastball than I did before. Uh, but between the two, Walker's slightly more volatile at the moment than Gibson is. And as far as me as a fantasy manager, I think it's a little bit clearer of the the future of Gibson, or at least my decision-making, which is why I have Gibson above Walker. But honestly, if you want Walker more than Gibson, by all means, I hope it works out. There's no way either of these guys are going to have a sub-2-5 ERA by the end of the year. So that brings me to our next question. I don't want to say who's going to end the year with the higher ERA, because while although Walker currently has the lower ERA, I think it's an easy answer to say Walker, so I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult. What, uh, who... Lasts on your team longer or something like no, that? No, no, no. So who has... What's more likely? Mm. Taiwan Walker finishes with an ERA above 3.85. Okay. Or Kyle Gibson ends the year with an ERA above 3.5. So now we're taking regression into account. Sure. Who's... Okay. I I would say Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson ends the year with a th- ERA over 3.5. Yes. I... Now, keep in mind that, especially where we are, I think it's around the 40s or so at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, I would be surprised if by, like, August, I don't have either one of these. Yeah, because theoretically, if they're getting there, then they're having a pretty poor season. Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, that's how I'm making these rankings. I think we're past, like, the cliff or right around it at this point. But I, I can't deny the fact, like, both of them are doing super well. I don't know. I don't think I really buy either one of them being nearly as good as they are currently through the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think Tywin Walker is going to end with a 25% strikeout rate, just so we're clear. No, yeah. Yeah, I think Kyle Gibson's 20% is pretty much what Tywin Walker is, too. So they're pretty, I mean, yeah, they're pretty comparable here. I could actually see them switching. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, Kyle Gibson is just on this role that I think think is a little bit more, I don't know, I, it's detailed. Like, it makes more sense as a fantasy manager. Well, Walker's feels a little weirder. Okay. That's, uh, that's a terrible analysis, but, you know, hopefully that helps. No, that's fine. It's fine with me. Uh, let's move on to Tier 8, another five-guy little chunky tier. Chris Bassett, Denilson Lamette, Charlie Morton, Zach Granke, and Tarek Skubal. They are the cheeseburgers, as they are five guys. Ah, oh, very nice. I'll let you take the easy out there for sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, they have different ingredients inside of this, uh, this, this burger as well. Yes, and they also come with bags of peanuts. 
<laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, isn't that five guys? Yeah, that is five yeah, guys. Yeah, no, they all have different elements here. This is what I'm trying to get at. Okay, so they're all completely different pitchers. Yes, they are for sure. So let's start with Dinelson Lamette, who actually cracks the top 50 now at 42. Yeah, he's Dinelson Lamette, guys. And the thing is, I, we were so concerned the entire season, we have been, about how many innings are we going to get from Dinelson Lamette? What are you doing? What's going on? Finally, we've gotten to the moment, oh, Denilson Lamette's over 70 pitches thrown in a game. Mm-hmm. And he's starting now for the Padres as Ryan Weathers is now in the bullpen. Right? We we have this understanding of Lamette now. If he continues to pitch as he is, then we're going to keep raising up Denilson Lamette. It's a, it's pretty clear. I don't, you know, I, I think he had a, what was it, a foreign run game against the, the Cubs? Uh, recently, or something like that, the last it game was, he threw? It was his last game on, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's more about just getting the uh, the volume from him um, at this point, and the fact that he's over 70 pitches thrown, I think, for two starts now, that's great. That's great, and I'm going to feel confident about Lamette. I know, I remember last year, like, entering 2020, we thought, I think we all had Lamette around, like, the 40s or so. Mm-hmm. Some people were a little more aggressive and awesome for them, uh, but I, I don't really think that... I don't know. He's not that guy. He's not like the guy before 2020 right now. Sure. Right. He's still better than that. Do I think he's a top 15 guy? No. But I think he's, you know, five plus innings to hinting at six from Lamette. Ooh, keep. I'm interested. 42, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. We have seen uh, an increase in pitches for one, two, three, four, five consecutive starts now, over 70 for his past two starts. That last start was very interesting because four earned runs, but just off one walk and four hits. Which is kind of interesting, because that just seems very untimely. Yeah, right? That's, it, not, that's not fair. No, that is not fair. No. Stop doing that. Mm. Uh, Charlie Morton f- keeps falling. Now he's at 43. Yeah, he just couldn't handle the Marlins. And it's it's kind of interesting, because it is really just fastball curveball right now. I would like to see the cutter be more effective inside of his repertoire. But still, yeah, this really nice stretch that was inherently just the fastball and the curveball and was working. I still think he's good, but... Anytime you do that poorly against a team like the Marlins and you already have some question marks, it's going to add a little bit of a dent to your ranking. Very good point. We can start off now with Tier 9, some of the na- or all the names in Tier 9. And what is one of the loftier tiers so far that we've seen are Alex Wood, Frankie Montas, Chris Paddock, Rich Hill, Kenta Maeda returns, Shane McClanahan drops 11 to 51, Jose Arquiti, Luis Garcia, Luis Castillo, <laughs> unbelievable, and Alec Manoa. Oh, man. I want to call them like, I want to say almost like the Opeth tier. Okay. Because they were, they had some amazing stuff early on. And recently, I'm just not digging it as much. Mm. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't really like their like 70s ish rock style from Opeth. It's not the same. That, I, that is a very apt tier name. And I can see where you're coming from. I can't speak to all of them, although no. definitely Alex Wood. Yeah. He's, mm. he's really shown that he's human a little bit. Rich Hill struggled against your Orioles. Uh, we don't know what's up with Kent Maeda. We'll talk about that in a moment. But Shane McClanahan is not quite turning into the six inning stud that I've wanted to by now. Sure. Um, we have uh, Luis Garcia took That's a hit one spot. as well. Yeah. But yeah, also, but he, he took a hit, Alec Manoa as well. Alec Manoa, yeah. I, I've been a little concerned that it, as I've been watching, just that command really mm. just kind of goes away for a little while. Yeah, the changeup wasn't there the last two starts. Yeah, it is a little bit concerning. The raw stuff is still there, but, I mean, he's young. It makes total sense, but right. it seems like there's a good amount of polish left for Alec Manoa. And I do think that Manoa can be a very effective starter in a 12-teamer through the rest of the way. It's And, you know, the schedule hasn't helped him. Sure. Uh, we just don't know really what we're going to get yet. We saw this beautiful three-pitch mix anytime, anywhere, right? That first uh, that first start in the majors, and then last two have been a little bit more straightforward with fastball slider. I don't really want that. I want the guy that can throw a changeup in any count as well. So hopefully we do get that soon. So I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, this is a pretty Christmas tier in that there's a lot of risers and followers. In fact, it goes riser, follower, riser, follower, riser, follower. Uh, except for one who's Frankie Montas, who's a guy that we actually haven't talked about in quite some time. His most recent start coming up against the Royals. Two earned runs, three total runs, five hits, no walks, and eight Ks, which was great to see. After he, he survived cores, right? Three earned runs, one walk, and two Ks. I mean, I think you'll take that, especially coming out of cores. Just on 69 pitches, though. Have you been seeing anything out of Frankie Montas? I mean, obviously he hasn't moved up, so you haven't been seeing too much, but where are you at currently with him? Yeah, with Frankie Montas at the beginning of the year, he didn't have either his slider or splitter, mm. and it was very concerning. It was just fastballs, and that's just not going to work. You need more than that. Uh, but recently, the slider has been better, and it's been complementing the the, uh, the fastball. We just need to see the splitter now get that action that we want. We haven't quite gotten there, but still, the fastballs are good. That's a sinker and four-seamer for Montas. 
pair with that slider, that should just be effective for you. And there is that upside, of course, when the splitter returns. It, are, are you... S- is he an interesting buy low candidate? You have to figure he gets that splitter back at some point. Depends on what it costs you. I, I hate saying buy low or, or uh, sell high, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the only clear buy low I've seen recently was Aaron Nola before this past uh, Yankee start. But uh, especially when you get out of the top 40, the whole buy low, sell high, that kind of thing. I mean, what are you going to get back? What is what is an actual like a 12-team manager really going to sell or, or give you? You know, it's, sure. it's very... it's. Peanuts again. It's five guys again. Oh, very nice. Okay, yeah. we can bring that back. Sure, why not? We'll hop into tier 10 now, which features Anthony Descalfani, Kyle Hendricks, Zach Eflin, Wade Miley, Domingo Herman, Casey Mize, Tony Gonsolin, Logan Gilbert, and Jordan Montgomery. All right, I'm going to call it the Thanksgiving tier. Okay. Because sometimes it's really fun, sometimes it's not. Okay, I love Thanksgiving, but okay. So, yeah, exactly, you do. Some yeah. people don't. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying in an experience. You're saying overall yeah, yeah. some people love it's it. It's a mixed holiday. Don't. It's a mixed holiday. Yeah, okay. okay. I can get behind that. All right. You said Christmas. You got me thinking. I, I need themes for these tiers. I got to So I was thinking <laughs> about doing that, everything. by the way. Like maybe we should have a movie-themed one or mm. we should have a music-themed yeah, maybe one. maybe we can do that. We're going we're gonna to have a lot more of these. So yeah, exactly. You got to figure out a way for me not to repeat them. <laughs> No, you can repeat a few. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start with Tony Disco, who has one of the uh, better starts Complete recently. Complete game shutout. I mean, thankfully, Mike Talkman uh, pulled back a soda home run. Yep. But uh, this is what Tony Disco can do against a team that isn't an elite offense. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, I got to give a good name for this because it's better than a Toby, but it's not quite near in the, you know, I don't trust you all the time. Right. It, mm. It's like you're a, you're a proper SP three or four or something like that. Yeah. But you're shaky. Yeah. Well, you can't you can't handle the big guns. Yeah, you know, you're yeah, like that uh, is interesting. you're like studded leather instead of plate mail. You know what? Well, oh, plate, you're talking about like well, I'm just like armor, stuff? body armor. Okay, what, I, body armor is now nerd stuff. I heard yeah, studded maybe, yeah. leather, and I was, yeah, what are you? Well, doing? it's just like leather. It's not, you know, it won't <laughs> handle things the same way as like a you know full suit of armor. Yeah, right. So it's still helpful. It's still good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of that another Arrested Development joke about. I'm thinking there are dozens. I don't know, the like leather, the leather daddy joke. Oh anyway, no! Uh, <laughs> oh god! Hey, it's just an Arrested Development joke. You can't yell at me for that. Um, eh. All right, so this is the third time this year he's recorded eight or more Ks, and he did so with that really nice mix of fastballs and sliders. With the majority of those Ks coming off some really nice sliders down and away, but like this doesn't seem like something you can expect a lot. Like eight Ks isn't really the kind of from Tony Disco. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a fastball slider guy and mm-hmm. when he's cooking with both of those you can kind of expect like a 25% strikeout rate yeah I feel like 8Ks is more the exception than the rule oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. know I know what you're getting at but okay. it's more of a like Tony Disco will fluctuate like he'll have these starts. He'll have like six to, to what are you what are you laughing it's at? It's so fluctuate? funny that just like it's so endearing, like, yeah, Tony Disco's gonna fluctuate. You know what I mean? Like we just totally forget it's sure. not even his name, you know? Like, well, of course up. it is. It's not his name. <laughs> I, I, I definitely say Tony Disco. Well, Tony more. Disco's gonna fluctuate, right? <laughs> like Tony Disco. Oh, Tony Disco, he's gonna oh. fluctuate. <laughs> that cracks me up. Sorry, oh my god, on. look Sorry. at you flexing the voice acting skills. Stop. It's that was good. No, stop. Go on. <laughs> Tony Disco. He'll be back. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, he's gonna he's gonna give you like six to yeah six to eight strikeouts or so, and then another game he's gonna give you like three or something. And that's gonna be okay. But he's gonna settle around, I think, like a twenty five percent strikeout rate. That's why I see. Okay, you know. Uh, excuse me. What about Domingo Herman, who drops fifteen to six? Domingo Herman, man, he threw too many pitches in the heart of the plate. It was kind of funny. I always laugh. I know this is kind of silly and nerdy, but I laugh looking at strike zone plots a lot. A lot. I just go, what is that? <laughs> That makes you know, sense. and like for him, it was just well, I've never seen this. He uh, he had four seamers lining the outside corner to, to right-handers up and down. Mm. It was just a line along that, and then everything else was just straight in the middle. Mm. And it was just wait, how does this happen? I, I don't understand. Uh, and curveballs found the middle of the plate, sinkers found the middle of the plate, changeups like all of it was there, and he got hit around. And I, I've always kind of felt like Jimmy Herman was never really going to turn into an ace. He's been effective, but even in that fantastic run he had, I think it was 2018 or 19, probably 19, uh, it was the first half he was really successful and it did fall apart, and it felt like it's going to fall apart at some point with him a bit. Uh, he's still helpful. He's at 60. That's still an FSP 5 or 6. I think that's okay, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to be hinting at really top 35 or something like that. 
The next guy I wanted to talk about to move on to is Logan Gilbert, who rises uh, uh, 20 to number 63. You know, it's kind of funny. So, you know, he, he comes up, he makes his big debut against Cleveland. He gets hit for four and runs, just five Ks, no walks. Then just two and two thirds against the Tigers, a two walks and two Ks. And then everyone's like, all right, we're done. As if a, 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 a highly touted prospect is <laughs> immediately supposed to come up and immediately perform. Since then, he has yet to give up more than two runs. He's gone six, then five and six and two thirds. Ks aren't always there five then seven then six and he struggled with his command against the angels although he escaped pretty much unscathed despite giving up four walks that fastball has not been great for him so far but the curveball and the slider have actually been really good the slider has a four wrc plus the curveball has well, a yeah, negative on, 100 on a, on, yeah but that's on a results base yeah, that's on a results and base. So, so the fastball has been the pitch for Gilbert. So how he's gone through games. Yeah, but it, once the again, four seamer. I it, know, but the, the results haven't been there because he doesn't. The, the the supporting cast has not been. He can't rely on it enough. On oh. uh, the last start, the slider and the changeup were reliable. Sure, finally, and it's okay. Wait, this could slider work. Change or changeup? Oh, interesting. Changeup was. Oh man, you see the guests we're tuning out today. Oh, oh, beautiful fast. Très bien. Beautiful. Oh, très bien. <laughs> Magnifique. Uh, so we, at the bottom of the zone, tons of drop to it, right? If he can do that, I didn't really think that was a major part of it. I thought it was going to be slider curveball. Mm. If it's that, I'm very much in on, on Logan Gilbert, who can throw 95-mile-per-hour fastballs. And that's a really, really good fastball. He just needs that supporting cast. I haven't really seen him do that with any consistency, though. And that's been sure. the problem. This is the first time we got a hint of it. So here he is at 63, where I'm saying, cool, if I'm in a 12-team, I want to try this now, see how this works. He gets the raise next. If it's really good there, then we can start gaining that momentum of Logan Gilbert actually being that touted prospect and executing in the majors. Yeah, uh, would like to probably see another pitch that he consist- can consistently throw well, for if, strikes. If it's, right? Yeah, slider and, and changeup, right. Mm. So the slider would be that pitch, I would imagine, and then changeups underneath. All right, fantastic. A lot to look forward to for Logan Gilbert as we move into the next tier, Tier 11, Dylan, Bundy, Andrew, Heaney, Dallas Keuchel, Stephen Matz, JT Brubaker, Adam Wainwright, Patrick Sandoval, Jake Odorizzi, Nathan Eovaldi, James Caprillion, and Austin Gomber. And what's that movie where it's like, I want to say it's The Breakfast Club, but it's not. But what's the one where all the, like, the misfits are in detention together? The Breakfast Club. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right. all like, I don't know if I want to do anything with you. Like, you're off there. Like, figure your lives out. Who's Molly Ringwald? I don't know. No, I'm asking you. I who is Molly Ringwald? I have seen yeah. the movie. <laughs> no, but it's just funny for me to ask you not who is Molly Ringwald in the movie, but tell me who Molly Ringwald is. See, I don't know who <laughs> Molly Ringwald is. This is why I got to give you tears about like movies or, or like 80s movies because it's going to be the same one over and over again. I just don't know who that is. <laughs> I love it. I really what, okay, do love it. Describe her character. Molly Ringwald? Yeah. She's like the, the uh, uptight prissy one. She's the one who I think like she's the redhead who gets like made fun of a lot. So she feels like she shouldn't be there. Huh? Oh, I was just That's joking. Dylan like, Bundy. Oh, okay. Right? Because he's like, what am I? I'm not in detention. I'm I'm Dylan Bundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. And that, and oddly, that's exactly how Molly Ringwald sounds in the movie. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Sounds such like a prissy. Yeah, absolutely. So the first yeah. person I want to talk about in this tier, in the <laughs> Breakfast Club tier, which I do enjoy that name, uh, Stephen Matz rises 8 to 68. So last start... Season-high curveball usage, I do wonder if it was because he had just seen the Red Sox and they hit his slider pretty hard. Sure. What are you thinking about Steve Matz? Steven Matz, I believe he had either a Gallows pole. I think he had a Gallows pole. He had like 21 whiffs or something like that. Yeah. I mean, Steven Matz, if he's volatile, he's a cherry bomb. He's right next to Andrew Heaney for a reason because of this. Yeah. I I don't know if what's going to happen on a given start, but this is that, that ain't bad. And, that, and that's really, that's all I got for you. I am you know? I am curious to see if that that's what I want to see in that next start. If it was just curveball because the slider didn't work against the Red Sox, or if he's a sinker or curveball dude who throws in changeups. Well, yeah, okay. So I mean, over the years, it's been sinkers have been the whiff pitch, and then yep. the changeup and curveball have not been that whiff heavy secondary offerings, right? That that those options just it's not been what they are. Sure. So this is the first time, yeah, that the curveball was that. I I'm not really that believing, or I don't really end up believing. I I don't have that much much conviction. I got there fast. <laughs> <laughs> that that mess. This is what I got to deal with. Okay, this guy just looking at me, and be like, "You're messing up." You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> I trip over words fast. I have lots of thoughts, and they collide. My, uh, all right, and they me. they go battle in my head. Yes. You like, have to realize that my, my mom is the same way. A lot of people in my family are the same way, and that's just what we laugh about in our family. Yeah, when we it's like the video words. game chivalry, you know? Yeah, I played they, that this week. Yeah, and they go just right at each other. I don't just, love it. 
I've never I played, played Chivalry it. I've too. seen it. I'm it's like, it's fine. not for me. Yeah, it's fine. I can imagine that could be fun, though. It's a fun romp. You know, it's a fun for an hour, but then I'm like, all right, I, I need a story. Right, I now need I'm just like imagining a- you in the romper, and that's really fun. But anyway, uh, so Steven Matz, yeah, I don't know if he's going to, you know, really take off with this curveball, but I hope he does. So what about Patrick Sandoval, who continues to ah! rise up 14 to 71? The Irish Panada. <laughs> now he's the Panada. Because I put out the article, the SP Roundup article. It was the birth of the Irish Panada. Yeah. I added an extra A okay. from Panda. Yeah. So now he's the Irish, Irish Panada. Panada. Yeah. All right. I can do yeah. it. This is what you're missing on the Twitch stream, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gold, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Patrick Sandoval had his slider in changeup against the Mariners for 32 whiffs, right? Oh. He, I think he got like... He got so many of those two pitches alone. I think seventeen on the changeup, and then another nine on the on the slider. Mm. Something crazy like that. The slider wasn't here in this one in the last start. Okay, so but it was still four Ks against the uh, the Diamondbacks. He has a fantastic schedule ahead. He had ten whiffs on the changeup. That's really good. It's a ninety four ninety five mile per hour fastball. It doesn't really command super well, but it's got the velocity that makes the changeup look so good. The changeup is being executed flawlessly. Yeah. So I'm in for this this uh, period ahead. I just hope that the, either the slider comes back or the fastball command isn't so bad. Okay. Uh, let's end with James uh, this this tier. Uh, James Caprillion rises 16 to 74. I, mean, I, I got to be a little bit concerned. I mean, this is I think it's of the six starts he's made now, he has walked three or more mm. hitters in four of them. I think his most recent was still four walks, but he still came away virtually unscathed. I mean, there's got to be some concern there. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so so Cap is essentially fastball. I think it went fully fastballs, really, for the most part. And then it was sliders kind of mixed yeah, in. Yeah, and change-ups. Uh, and it's little. interesting. In the Yeah, in the past, we saw secondaries actually take over instead of the fastball. But I think Cap has kind of shown himself as a good kitchen sink type. Sure. Where he has like a lot of decent tools that can kind of work on a given day. Uh, he's definitely someone to consider. When I'm looking at streaming options... I'm hoping that Cap is going against a weak opponent, and if he does, then I'm I'm capitalizing on that. So that's why it's he there. And okay. that was not a pun intended. Absolutely not. We got to move through this final why? tier. Why? Well, we might go a little bit long. Get out of here. Never. A tier 12, Ryan Yarbrough, Jameson Tyone, Eduardo okay. Rodriguez, Marco Gonzalez, Herman Marquez, Griffin Canning, Tucker Davidson, and Patrick Corbin. Uh, they are the calendar boys. Why? Because maybe they're good on a day of the week. Oh, I was going to say, because you just want to turn the page. Oh, that's good, too, but that's, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I, I mean, so the one that we're going to talk about, Jamison Tyon plummets to 77. Is yeah. he droppable in 12-teamers? Oh, yeah, I actually did in our Legacy League. You did? It, it's been. I know. So I dropped him last week in my home, or two weeks ago in yeah, my home league. It's, 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 I mean. It I, stinks. I, it really does. Uh, it's something where I expected his curveball slider to get better by now. And if, actually, the curveball did get there, and then it disappeared, and we just haven't seen anything since. What and a, it's just incredibly tough. Like, the four-seamer... It's it's it needs help. It's like it needs a life preserver because it's good, but when it's just itself, and they then they slap it around. Yeah, you know it needs help. Uh, kind of like Logan Gilbert's fastball too. And once it did get help, then that succeeded, and Tyone just doesn't have it. Uh, I do want to mention Ryan Yarbrough really quickly. That's the funniest thing. You guys know his nickname, right? Yeah, Freddy Pirate. Freddy Pirate. But Zach Dobroff thought I was saying because I'm a terrible. I I, I don't enunciate. Mm-hmm. He thought I was saying the Friday Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? He just had a successful start <laughs> on Friday, on Friday. Mm. again. Yeah, like it's it's it actually it's, it's so remarkable because when when Ryan Yarbrough starts, he does not win. He's a, I think it was like five for twenty four or something like that. Sure, and he just got the win when he started on Friday. Friday Pirate, He's the Friday Pirate. He's the Rebecca Black. <laughs> Uh, that is oh, amazing. Looking forward to the weekend, absolutely. Yes. Uh, uh, tier 13, we're going to move into then, oh, which man. is yeah. Cole Irvin, Brady uh, Singer, Matthew Boyd, Joe Ross, Mike Miner, Sammy Long, Tony Santillan. Santillan. <laughs> so Santillan. Um, I, was, I was ready to talk about Marco Gonzalez, who dropped 13. We can do a quick mention on him. I, I just want to say that if you have him rostered and you're expecting 2020, stop doing that. Okay, that's, that's fair all. enough. He's just not putting it together. You're lucky if he does. You're hoping he does, but you can't look at Marco Gonzalez and then turn down actual like really good streams here and there. Like you just you just can't do it. Fair enough. You just can't do it. All right. Now that may be stalled maybe. I don't know what no, my brain it probably able to just do. distracted you. Yeah, yeah a lot. It, it totally did. Um okay. They are the boogeymen. Oh okay. Go, I, I okay, go on. I was gonna call them the evergreen because it's all green. Oh it is. This is true. All I, risers. I, I I essentially they're the boogeyman because you open the closet and you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> How did you, you get in my room? Yeah, how did, what? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, what are you doing? Huh. Um, so the reason I'm saying that is like Joe Ross is there at 87. Oh, Joe Ross. Yeah, wh- why are you saying that? 
Why, why are you saying that? I about? still can't get over zero whiffs on 37 sliders. I know, 36. A 36. I said 37. It was, I was wrong. Okay, 36. Great. Now, yeah. now I got over it. Yeah, just 36 sliders. Just it, three total whiffs. Yeah, I think it went like six for 32 in the last art, something like that. It was better. It was better. It was better. Yeah, anything's better than none on 36. <laughs> but he's cruised along. I think he had like an eight-inning start or six-inning start or something like that. He's just been getting quality starts. And uh, even, and I mean quality starts, like not 4.5 ERA, poor quality starts. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to last, but Joe Ross has been serviceable, and I understand that if you want to keep Vargas rolling that. Uh, Mike Miner, it's kind of weird with Mike Miner. Sub-90 per hour fastball all of a sudden, but the best command I've seen all season. Maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess you're here too. There's Sammy Long and uh, Tony Santian. I think that's it. Yeah. I think I got it. Uh, Sammy Long went four innings. He's a long, long man, and yeah. if you get that reference, that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he followed. He was followed. Uh, sorry, he was the follower against the Rangers. Not a good camera angle, so you couldn't really see the shape of his curveball and everything like that. But Brutal. with the swings that the Rangers had, it was a good indication that it was successful. Okay, so that's kind of cool. Maybe there is some success to be had with Sammy Long. Um, and then with Tony, he throws ninety-five-ish. It's like ninety-four to ninety-six. It looks really. Really electric, you know. Sometimes guys throw ninety six or something, and you're like, "Oh, that's ninety six. Sure, yeah. He's like, mm, "I'm ready, ready to party." Yeah, that's right? nice. But it's bad command. Yeah, and brutal. and the uh, the curveball. I'm using air quotes mm. that Savant calls it. It really looks like a slider. It was popping out of his hand. It was going left and right. It was it was all over the place. Okay. So I'm I'm a little worrisome. It could have just been MLB debut jitters. Sure. And if he has ninety six, and like when he executed it, it looked good. But he's not in a position where I think, oh, I'm starting him next time. All right. So what about when we move on to our final tier, tier 14, Josh Fleming, Alex Cobb, Nick Pavetta, Dane Dunning, Tyler Anderson, Brad Keller, Zach Davies, Vladimir Gutierrez, Ross Stripling, and Zach Thompson. Uh, Velvet Rope. Okay, why? They are uh, waiting outside of the club because they are not on the list. Or uh, they're like at the bottom of the list and they got to wait their turn. They're trying to, yeah, okay, trying to really okay. crack the uh, the, yeah. the, the, the uh, rotation. Yeah, they're, not, you're not, they're not the special part. You're at the bottom, so you got to wait. Josh uh, Fleming's been very good. Yeah, he has been, but he also also he had a bad start against the Rangers too, though. Mm-hmm. And it's just, do you want to deal with the headache that is figuring out when Fleming is starting? Yeah, and it seems like he's long? an opener he just for a he while. Just went four innings it was really good. It was for uh, no base runners, all that kind of stuff. But it was just four innings. I think he had Waka open for him. Yeah, it had a win. But yep. it was four innings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a uh, it depends on the league. In my yeah. league, work counts are where uh starts are counted that's very valuable um well, the last person we should talk about then is is really zach thompson who's the yeah. new 100 that was a very impressive debut know, against the braves i feel like he got away with cutters that weren't strikes a lot and uh, uh it like hovered the edges and it in some ways reminded me of chris flexen because if you remember chris flexen's had some really good starts when the cutter is all of a sudden getting whiffs sure and it doesn't in another start so i don't really know if this is real or not but if he's if he's working that cutter that much and throwing 93-94 and that's they're being intertwined well that could work Mm. That couldn't work, Mr. Thompson. There are some fun names in the back end of this list. I mean, Vladimir Gutierrez had, I think, a, a better debut than people anticipated yeah. for the Reds. That was kind of fun to see. Brad Keller, Zach Davies maybe getting that changeup back. Sure. He's a streamer this week, so yeah. there he is. That would be nice to see. Um, well, I, I, you know, we didn't do this last week, which is was bad on my part, but we should take a look and see oh, if yeah. there have been any noticeable things that have happened in the very beginning of this these games so far. And the answer is not no. at all. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all is interesting here. There's, yeah, uh, what I, I don't. <laughs> there has been nothing. There has been one inning thrown by Lester Eovaldi, Brubaker, and Peterson. There's and one strikeout from Peterson. One strikeout, one walk. Yeah, nothing real notable here. This is no. the blandest wow. of the bland. Yeah, that's is great. Blandest what a of the great bland. Idea. <laughs> what a great idea. All right, that is going to do it then for episode number two sixty three of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host Alex Fast, and I'm Nick Pollock, and we'll talk to you guys next week.